Welcome to the Random Dental Articles podcast. This is a weekly newsletter in audio form that will focus on various areas of dentistry based on a collection of articles from the best ranked magazines. This week we'll be visiting four themes, one of which is going to be divided between today and next week because of its extensive analysis. Sometimes I'll do just that so that a review isn't too long. The reviews are also getting a little bit longer, but I'll try to mix the more extensive articles with some quick three, four result summaries of other simpler studies. Simpler, other commas, of course. So, this week's themes are going to be fixed prosthodontics, operative dentistry, endodontics, and periodontology. We are going to start off with fixed prosthodontics with an article by Tennert in 2022 named Posterior Ceramic versus Metal Restorations, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. So to evaluate the longevity of indirect adhesively looted ceramic restorations compared to cemented metal restorations, four randomized controlled trials between 2000 and 2013 were selected with 443 restorations in total, 212 were ceramic and 231 were metal. In this study all metal restorations were gold restorations with a range of failure between 0 and 11% after a maximum of 7 years of observations. For the ceramic restorations, after 5 to 7 years, the failure rate varied between 7 and 9% for inlays and partial crowns, and 36% for crowns after 5 years. The most frequent reasons for ceramic failure were fracture of the restorations followed by caries, and caries was the most frequent reason for failure for metal restorations. The most frequent failure of ceramic restorations were caused by chipping and fracture. Of course, these conclusions don't mean that both metal and ceramic can be recommended for restoration of posterior teeth. The higher failure of ceramic crown restorations might be attributed to the insertion process because of their various steps, because of its high sensitivity to contamination and because of marginal deterioration of the looting space. So the second article is Operative Dentistry by Shoilu in 2022 as well, named Clinical Evaluation of Bulk Fill and Universal Nanocomposites in Class 2 Cavities, 5 years results of randomized clinical split mouth trial. So bulk fill materials have become an important component of operative dentistry, mainly because of the time gained by reducing the amount of layers necessary in any given restoration. This study evaluated, after a five-year period, the clinical survival of class II restorations using 3M Filtec Bulk Fill Posterior Restorative, using 3M Filtec Supreme XTE restorations as a group control. So, for this study, 60 participants were chosen. Both test and control group had a 92% of survival rate with four failures each. There was an all-round similarity when comparing aesthetics, marginal adaptation, fractures, wear, patient's view, postoperative sensitivity, periodontal response and secondary caries in both groups. So it's very comparable between both resins used in this study. Also in this study, the shrinkage doesn't seem to be an issue with the examined bulk fill material. So for the specific composites by 3M, Filtech, both bulk fill posterior and Filtech Supreme XTE, the comparisons were very similar between them. 
the third topic is endodontics and this one is going to be the split one so today we are going to be talking about the first part of the study and next week we'll finish it off with the second part this is an article by Buva in 2021 named the restoration of root filled teeth a review of clinical literature so this review not only analyzes the systematic reviews and meta-analysis about the restoration of root-filled teeth, but also takes into account other relevant research related to this theme, in this case, clinical studies. The research was carried out up to July 2020. So, starting off with feral effects, concerning this effect and the number of remaining walls, the meta-analysis allowed to acknowledge the superior fracture resistance of teeth with adequate feral in premolars, but the same inference couldn't be made for molar teeth. Having no or only one residual wall leads to a reduced survival rate when compared with having more than one wall. The residual tooth volume is also important for the survivability of teeth, since after one year of treatment completion, teeth with more than 30% of structure only had 14.1 adverse outcomes, when compared to 30.3 of teeth with less than 30% of structure. Four years later, the group with less structure had three times more extractions. However, there wasn't statistically significant difference. Having proximal walls also enhances survivability. The cusp coverage restoration of endodontically treated teeth shouldn't be postponed more than four to six months after the root canal in order to not decrease survivability. Indirect restorations have superior outcome when compared to direct resins. Finally, to this part, the highest incident of cracks in root filled teeth occur in mandibular molars in teeth with multiple cracks radicular cracks or probing depths greater than three millimeters there's a higher risk of extraction the depth of the crack doesn't seem to impact prognosis whereas the probing depth does and we're going to finish it off with an article of periodontology by Afshari in 2022 named Levels of Smoking and Peri-Implant Marginal Bone Loss, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. This study involved retrospective cohort studies and one randomized clinical trial, leading to eight articles published from 2004 and 2020, with a range from 80 to 1,126 implants studied and follow-ups from one to eight years. The systematic review led to the conclusions that non-smokers have statistically significant less marginal bone loss when compared to light moderate and heavy smokers. There's also a tendency in all studies for moderate smokers from 10 to 20 cigarettes a day to have more marginal bone loss followed by the heavy smokers with plus 20 cigarettes a day and the light smokers with less than 10. Meanwhile, the meta-analysis showed greater marginal bone loss in patients who smoked more than 10 cigarettes a day when compared to less than 10 cigarettes a day, which in this case has a greater relevance. Both conventional and digital radiography techniques show that heavy smokers tend to experience bone loss. This article has a limitation of course because most of the included studies have retrospective design. Some studies used panoramic radiography to measure marginal bone loss which isn't as accurate as periapical radiographies in these studies, OPGs showed a greater risk of marginal bone loss because of its deformation effects. Other factors that influence marginal bone loss are, for example, trauma, biological width established after prosthesis placement and its design, medical history, 
an implant placement site, its characteristics and surface modification, because in this case, micro roughness have better results. Thanks again for being here and I'll see you next week. Bye.